You know where I go, if I could go anywhere. Wherever it is I'm really from. And wherever I had a life before the TVA came along. I knew I had a jet ski. That's what I'd like to do. Just riding around on my jet ski. Prune him. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Kala. And we are doing our second new release episode in a week. It might be the third episode released this week. Uh, <laughs> you've gotten a ton, of, a ton of content, and then you're going to get no content for a while. I kicked the microphone. Also, this is unedited and over Zoom, so it's going to be sounding rough. Time, yeah. The last two episodes sounded rough for very different reasons, but we're just getting worse every single week now. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be our show if the audio wasn't super inconsistent and usually pretty bad. Yeah, you know, there was a, we had a couple months where I thought it was it was fixed, and then <laughs> I have to buy a new cable. Whatever, who cares? Nobody in the world. Um, so yeah, of course, Loki wrapped up last night or Wednesday morning i guess if you're weak um and it's only been out for like 16 hours something like that at the time of recording uh, <laughs> i think the the entire internet is a little shook from what happened um i almost messaged you last night because i i watch them before you do and i was just gonna <laughs> i don't know what i was gonna say but just the, the second this is over, we need to talk. Um, but now I think yeah. we've both had a couple more hours to process what's happened. It wasn't, it's not immediately after, but it's very soon after. I guess we can't talk about the ending right away, even though it's probably all we want to talk about right now. It is, it is a very big elephant in the room, especially if there's anybody that has actually watched the show. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to talk about there. <laughs> I guess we should just start by talking about how we felt about the show as a whole because i've seen you plenty of times over these last six weeks but we have never actually talked about the show on purpose that way we can save it for now i'm very curious to hear how you like this compared to the other two shows that we have so i've been thinking about this a lot um and right away i when they first announced that there was going to be a Loki show, uh, I was not the happiest. I know that there's a lot of people that uh, really wanted more Loki. Uh, I thought we didn't need him anymore. Uh, I thought he had kind of played his part. Um, but after seeing the whole show, I'm glad they actually made this. Um, I think it might just be because it's the newest, but I I think this might be my favorite show out of the three so far. Yes, I agree with all of that. When I heard there was a new Loki show, we just had not gone any period of time seemingly ever without seeing Loki constantly. There was always a Thor movie or an Avengers movie where Loki was showing up and doing the Loki shtick. It was the same thing every time. And he's fun and all of and then he or he dies and he and he lies to people and that's it. Um, and I I enjoy him in all of those movies. He's good in those movies, but it was just kind of diminishing returns. And then 
his death was wonderful and tragic and great. And that was a great end to his story. But then you get to end game and you see that little setup for this show and you kind of put your head in your hands and go, fuck, (laughs) Jesus, they found a a workaround. But I think this is easily my favorite of these three shows. I've been critical of, I, it's like the first half of WandaVision I thought was great, and then I didn't like the second half. The first half of Falcon and the Winter Soldier was pretty rough, and then the second half was great. Uh, this is the only one where almost every single week I've been very happy and satisfied with the product. Almost it's every week. The shortest uh, of the three shows so far? Yeah. The other one, the uh, no, it's as long as Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Sorry. Oh, I felt like that one was longer. No, yeah, they're both six. Okay. Do you prefer six to nine? Um, I think it depends on the show. Like, this one, I feel like if they did do nine episodes, it would have just felt a little too stretched out. I feel like six episodes was, like, the perfect length for this one. But with, like, WandaVision, it already feels like they didn't have enough time, and that was already longer than Falcon and Winter Soldier and this, as much time as possible. This, it seems like they could kind of fit it into six episodes properly. It's strange, though, because I feel like both of the other two shows, I'm glad that they are the lengths they are, but both of them still have filler in them. Like, there's filler in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that's less than six hours of content. So... Yeah, I didn't really think about it before, but I feel like there really isn't any filler in this. I feel like everything is pretty important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say almost. I mean, no, you know what? It's all important, but I think of the start of the second episode. That's one of the weak weakest points of the show to me the whole ren fair sequence i i found very grating and lackluster and uninspired and its choice of 80s pop song like just like the most obvious one you could have picked that's one of the that was that was worrisome because that was the start of the second episode um but no it pulled through these disney plus shows and i know you don't care about star wars but i have to include the mandalorian in this Talk they, about it every- I well, of course I do because it's re- it's in the same family with these shows, these really premium Disney Plus shows. I just there's always a problem. Like there's always either oh you know it goes too big at the end, or there's too much filler at the start, or Luke Skywalker shows up and and high fives all the main characters or whatever. You know, this show doesn't have any of that. It's not a perfect show, but it's it's a pretty darn good and creative show. I really appreciated that. What I feel like is weird about this show is like they do go like as big as possible at the end, mm-hmm. but they actually pull it off instead of it feeling too big, which I mean, that might just be because of what the entire premise of the show was in the first place. But I feel like in comparison to even like WandaVision, this was huge. (laughs) I guess so. It might be the biggest scale, but it doesn't get as dumb and loud as something like WandaVision did. I mean, there's only so many lasers that Loki can shoot, which 
Loki and Sylvie do. They do shoot lasers. They shoot more lasers than they have in the past, yes. But it's the least amount. Well, I guess there's no lasers in Falcon the Winter Soldier, are there? There wouldn't be. Yeah, I guess not. That's one of the only... I've thought about this before. How many MCU movies actually don't have lasers in them? (laughs) It's not a lot. But there, there you go. There's one. Um... Yeah, uh, geez. Starting with just like the premise, the fact that we can have a show, a multi-million dollar show with a premise as insane as this and set design and concepts as fucking ludicrous as the ones in Loki, this could never happen in any other period of time ever, which is, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that this show had such a clear vision and everyone working on it every week is so committed to it yeah i feel like i'm also grateful that the mcu has started to branch out into like the tv format more because i feel like this concept would not work as a movie you cannot work this into like a two and a half hour movie it Mm -hmm. needed the time that it had you can't go through or at least introduce the multiverse how they did in this show in like two hours it just Mm -hmm. wouldn't work (laughs) no yeah that's a that's a great point uh i really am because we're also coming up there was just a new mcu movie five days ago that we watched and and dissected five days ago and comparing that and its general lack of ambition and creativity and care compared to something like this where Kate Heron is clearly she cares so much about every single character on the screen it's honestly yeah you're right like you cannot do this in a movie and waiting from week to week with these Marvel shows is so exciting like even when WandaVision started taking a turn for the worse I was still excited to watch it every week and see what was going to happen and I felt like that even more with this show I think that this show is the most exciting piece of MCU content since Endgame, I would say. Like, I really, I still enjoy Far From Home. I think a lot of people have turned on it, but I've seen it quite a few times recently. I still think that's a good movie, but this is, uh, this is pretty next level. Like, I want this phase to follow in the footsteps of Loki and its insanity and creativity. Yeah, I... I would argue that maybe at least hype wise, I think the start of WandaVision was bigger than this show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's are, true. I I feel like all of these uh, Disney Plus shows are in a very like weird and kind of unique situation where between episodes, the entire internet is just like theory crafting about what's going to be in the next episode. Right. Most of it is kind of off the rails and is super unlikely to happen but because there's so much source material with this being you know based on marvel comics it's just crazy to like look on the internet and just see what people are pulling out of the comics and are like maybe they're pointing towards (laughs) this right two or three episodes in being like they're gonna introduce kang the conqueror at the end and they did (laughs) yeah i mean look Oh, full spoilers. It's in the title. Um, but 
well, with King the Conqueror, there is a fucking statue of him in the first episode, so I don't know how smart that is. <laughs> like, he's all over the place. I'm just saying, like... Yeah. No, you so yeah, you're right. Just pull out and be like, maybe they'll do this, maybe they'll do this. And then, also with, like, the set design, uh, going back to them so obviously caring just in general with all the kind of seemingly random easter eggs that they just throw in because they can Mm -hmm. oh yeah especially that fifth episode sure yeah yeah that's that's a great point no that fifth episode is like if you love easter eggs that's a fucking dream come true (laughs) there are i think at least 10 easter eggs in that episode yeah at least one or two that people missed i had a fun time going frame by frame with that after the episode like immediately after the episode <laughs> just trying to tell what everything was but yeah it was fun you know i try to i mean i try to stay away especially i think more so now because we do this podcast i do try to stay away from all the fan theories as much as i can i still see the biggest ones but i'm i'm, I'm glad that there is that community like personally i i kind of would rather just try and come up with this stuff on my own for the most part. But at the same time, I'm glad that something as crazy as this just got picked up by normal people. I mean, you know, fans of this stuff, but it's like the biggest franchise ever. So I'm really just, I'm glad that people care so fucking much about Throg and the Thanos copter. Enough that behind the scenes, you can put that in this kind of show and normal people can watch that and now know what that is. That's wonderful. Yeah, I feel like, the, these shows are also a really good opportunity for people that maybe aren't entirely in the loop of like comic book stuff. Um, it gives them a chance to like do some research, maybe start getting into comics. Like mm. Thanos copter, and you're like, where did that come from? And then these people that are like out of the loop of like comics just start doing research on like these seemingly random characters or these random easter eggs in the background and they start kind of getting more into the community right yeah that's a great no that's a great point there's not a lot of like threads to hold on to in something like falcon the winter soldier i still really enjoy that show but it's not as ambitious or interesting as this and obviously you know this is fucking cosmic and that's a street level story but this this is definitely closest to wandavision towards the start of WandaVision where it was just theories everywhere. Everything means so much, but in this, it's not as much mysteries as it is just little nuggets of world building that you can, you can take and then explore. I think that is a really good point. I guess we haven't really talked that much about the actual show. We've just talked about everything around the show, Um, which I, I mean, I think that's important, but what did you think when that first episode came out? seeing that because it it's a lot of world building packed into one episode and it somehow just completely gives loki his oh god what seven year character arc in like 10 minutes yeah i i was kind of i couldn't tell if this show was going to be like an evil loki or if they were gonna do that I'm kind of disappointed that they gave him all of his character development in, like, one scene. I mean, I understand why they did it, but I feel like 
at the same time, I feel like it's kind of a waste of time to do it over the course of the show because then you're just kind of retreading what we already know. So I, it's just like a weird position to put themselves in, but I feel like they probably did the best that they could. I'm, I don't really hold it against them too much. That's really, that's interesting that you feel that way. I, I thought that was kind of brilliant to do it like that because you can't have him be one no evil Loki for for six episodes i don't think and you kind of see that when the mayor loki the worst part of this entire fucking thing for reasons i'll talk about later shows up um because it's like you really do you really want that guy to lead the show because if it was something i kicked something fell over um do you really want that guy leading the show because it's just kind of one note in evil and i loved that i was worried that they wouldn't when the show started, it wouldn't be 2012 era Loki. It would just feel like, you know, Ragnarok Loki. But it re- they really were great at capturing the feel of him in that era, and he just wants one thing, and he doesn't really know why. Uh, and then completely correcting that to make him more interesting. Because I, you know, it, it's it's almost impossible to make such a villainous character so compassionate so quickly, but I think this does it better than anything i've ever really seen at least in comic book you know storytelling i thought it was great yeah i mean like i said i feel like they did pretty much the best uh possible thing they could have done with how they were kind of dealing with his character and even over like the course of the entire show i really feel like this loki is still not even the same as like the same loki that we've seen in like the rest of the mcu like this still feels like it's its own character essentially Mm -hmm. yeah i think he's more kind-hearted by the end of this show than he was by the end of you know start of infinity war because the start of infinity war he got his entire fucking planet killed by being he he was just greedy and he, he stole that thing that he didn't need just because he wanted it and it wrecked everything so, like, I, I don't know. Do you think if the, if the Cosmic Cube or whatever, if you think that was left on Asgard when Surtur destroyed it, do you think he could destroy that? Or, or do you think it would just be in space? I think it would still just be in space. I mean, do we know if Infinity Stones can be destroyed? Wow. Other than by, like, using them that guy did have a bunch of infinity stones in his drawer we never found out what that was about um not really uh but you know whatever um yeah no i don't know it's an interesting it's an interesting question i love nerdy hypotheticals (laughs) you're just you can just debate it you know and there's not there's probably not a real answer but either way him taking it got so many more people killed If, if it was just in space and thanos just got it okay like he still gets it but it's not (laughs) you know it's either he gets it or he gets it and he destroys a planet those are the choices and loki enabled him to make the second choice maybe only half of asgard would have died instead of all of it (laughs) yeah well look who's a new asgard eight people there's like eight people there so that's what's left i guess how'd they get out of there i don't know how did they get out of there? Do we really not know that? Um, the people in New Asgard, I don't even know if they are actual 
as guardians, are they? <sighs> Maybe not. I assumed they were, but I guess not. Like Norway or wherever. I thought they just moved there. Like those are just normal people from Earth, I think. Oh, geez. Well, how did Corrigan Valkyrie get off of that ship? Oh, that's true. I guess, you know what? I don't know. But if anyone has an answer, I'd love to hear it. Is there yeah. an escape pod? <laughs> did they all get into the escape pod? We'll have to keep an eye out when we watch Infinity War again. We'll have to pay attention. Yes, I don't think there's anything. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe in Probably. Thor 4. Maybe. <laughs> they could do it. But yeah, that is actually... That is really interesting that all of these principal characters were on that ship. And then we just they just showed back up in Endgame with no explanation of what happened to them. Um, yeah, I didn't question that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I've barely thought about that before. Um, but yeah, no, if anyone has any sort of terrible answer to that question, I would love to hear it. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm doing a lot of uh, yeah, but it's because, you know, I'm a tired boy. It's been a long day. Um, Loki. Yeah, so like I mean, the show started and and I just I loved setting up the TVA and everything's weird and nothing's explained to him. That whole first episode, you get the Miss Minutes like classic Disney cartoon explaining who the timekeepers are, but that's like forty minutes into that episode or something like that. Before that, he's just clueless. Yeah, and I like that choice because it makes it feel a lot more spacey and, and out of time and weird and i loved how shitty everything looked it was like when we were talking about ragnarok how everything's like kind of shitty and in 70s and grungy and nothing looks like it's ever been cleaned like that's kind of what the tva feels like i've really admired that kind of aesthetic here yeah a little bit it just looks like a gross like infinite office space <laughs> yeah well the whole sequence because the whole first episode is built around loki watching his life you know the, the life that we've seen nothing that wasn't in a movie but <laughs> that's okay um but no i i mean i thought that was kind of great like because the audience knows what's happened to him and he doesn't so as we see 2012 pompous you'll all kneel to me loki watching himself mature and his relationship with thor develop and him losing his parents and him sacrificing himself watching him watch all of that was i thought that was incredible and that's what really got me on board with the show after everything else which was all it was all great but that stuff with him in that room and i love how much of it there was there was like a 10 minute scene the 10 minute scene with like mobius and loki they don't cut to another room for a very long time you keep thinking the scene's gonna end and it just keeps going like he's just pressuring Loki's asking him every question you would want to ask him at that point. It's a great first episode, I think. Yeah, I think that whole essentially it's like an interrogation. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed all of that. And actually, uh props to Owen Wilson in this show. I thought he did like <sighs> a really, really great job in this. He is the standout of this film i think sorry of the show rather you know there's there's a couple really really standout performances in it and everyone's great and tom hiddleston's great for pulling off so many different versions of of this character um but uh, mobius is is a new fan favorite character surely like he um he he was fantastic i was really excited that he was included because he hasn't worked in a long time 
Owen Wilson's been out of it. He had some personal stuff happen. Since like maybe the most recent Cars movie, and like that, that was it. that was a lot. Yeah, that was the last thing he did. I, I'm pretty sure Cars Three, 2017. It was 2017, yeah, March 2017, I think. Um, so yeah, no, it'd been a while, and again, that's animated. I don't think his last live action, his last, oh, you know what, his last live action movie would have been Zoolander two in 2016. That's so embarrassing. The movie's terrible, um, but that's not his fault. Uh, but yeah, you know, just just to say, it's been like almost five years since we've seen Owen Wilson in anything, which is kind of shocking. He was a yeah, big deal I mean- for like a decade what a comeback this is <laughs> oh yeah he's great there's just such a kindness to owen wilson and everything he's just so like welcoming and and nice and sweet and he's like that in this show too this is anytime he's on screen they give him so much to work with and he has like this self-awareness too not like a like a meta textual fourth wall breaking self-awareness but just like a he understands that things around him are kind of crazy and wacky and he doesn't make fun of them, but he'll have lines where he's just like, okay, I don't, I don't care, which is how I feel every day. So I love, I love that he can just step out of the side of himself. Case in point, uh, when Loki's talking about how ridiculous the, the timekeepers and the TVA are, and he's like, you're like a, you're a God. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, like, the lizards. Yeah. First year. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Those first two episodes have so much of just the two of those characters and they're great characters. Um and even the conversations he has with the the judge lady I really enjoyed. I like those two talking together also. You know, that that uh that character, the judge gets a lot less to do as the show goes on, but I really enjoyed her initial appearances anyway. Uh yeah, I've seen a lot of people like really really hate her yeah Um, which i don't know i feel like i i enjoyed her character i've seen a lot of people think that she was annoying but i don't think she was really that bad i think towards the end where she's just pointing glowy sticks at everybody all the time is a little annoying um but before that no yeah like i said like first half of the show anyway or first two episodes Anytime it's the two of them talking, you feel that friendship between them, that like real connection. Uh, and I think that's a testament to both of them because Owen Wilson is just great playing off of everybody. Like once he and Sylvie get together towards the end of the show, all that stuff's hilarious also. Uh, he He's just kind of infectious and, and great with everybody. One of my fa- favorite moments in the pilot, because it was something I was yelling at my screen, um, I really wanted them to bring up the time that Loki ripped a man's eyeball out of his head and they did. And when they did that, I was, that was the only moment of fan service I needed and they did it. And it made me so happy because <laughs> that's easily the most violent thing he's ever done. It's like one of the worst things in the MCU. Yeah. It's so violent, but that's the thing. It's so violent that I thought people had forgotten for the most part. Like I thought they would forget but that was an early moment that told me that Kate Heron remembers shit. And that made me really happy. Um, you never forget, I guess for- they really, I guess they don't. Uh, and that, you know, that became more obvious as time went on in the show. But them bringing up that one moment 
of like visceral violence made me extremely excited because it's like, okay, you're not shying away from how terrible Loki was. You're not like, oh, he's just a lovable protagonist now. It's like, no, he's a, he was a fucking terrible person, but he's able to explain himself in that scene too, which I really, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and it, it's satisfying. You know, now when you go back and watch Endgame, you see him leave that moment. It's a tiny moment, but it has a lot more significance now that we know where he's going. Yeah, and it, like, it, I didn't think about this until like last week, but it's just so crazy to think that like all of this crazy shit is happening and literally not a single person knows about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, nobody knows that Loki's like fine. <laughs> no, nobody saw that happen. Uh I mean I think when Loki leaves everybody's like well, what uh <laughs> I, I mean I think there's shield guards who are probably looking for him somewhere but they're not going to fucking find him. <laughs> the tva where he still is yeah like our main timeline no one knows this is happening except yeah dr strange has an idea already right bad for dr strange in the future i know yeah Um, between wanda and this and probably spider-man he's gonna have a fucking rough time (laughs) the second we get to him as more and more things come out I am just convinced that, like, the big event movie for Phase 4 is just going to be that Doctor Strange movie. Isn't it weird to think that that's, like, not even that far away? <laughs> I Yeah, it's, like, really soon. It's, like, what, like, maybe half a year away? Like, I think, I think, was it February? Something like that? It's in March. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe, maybe half a year or something like that. Whenever it is, it's, it's soon, um... And I don't fucking know what he's going to do because it's not fair, but yeah, all of this is on him. (laughs) He has to deal with all this shit. He has to deal with fucking, he has to deal with Wanda Maximoff. He has to deal with Loki. He has to deal with a bunch of Spider-Men running around. He'll probably have to deal with an Ant-Man situation, uh, which we'll talk about a little later. But yeah, um, this, this is getting so chaotic. And the end of the show is so gleefully just it's anarchy and i i deeply appreciate that the end of this show we still have four episodes to talk about yeah before that point the second episode um was mostly very good but there i I definitely felt a little more like it felt a little more like a tv show to me at that week with like the ren fair sequence that action scene was very like stock television hand-to-hand combat which is a problem i have with the mandalorian too anytime they have a hand-to-hand fight on that show just like in the desert it's clearly men who are not the actors with tons of padding under their suits and it's just it's just not super impressive the way it is in in the films i don't think and there's some great fights throughout the show but that one in particular i thought was pretty weak and then the supermarket confrontation was visually pretty cool but i didn't love sylvie's like gaseous form moving from body to body and whatever i i thought that was a little weird it was oh yeah that was definitely a little weird i i enjoyed episode two but i feel like it is still like by a pretty large margin like the weakest episode of the whole show i would disagree but we'll talk about that a little later um 
because if you if you think that i'm very curious because i have a big point of contention later on the show i'm very curious to to maybe i'm forgetting talk about i don't think you're forgetting um but I, yeah, I think I think what I'm thinking of, we probably just have different opinions about, which I would love to hear what you think about. But for now, the episode two, what makes it great is that has so much Loki and Mobius camaraderie. The salad scene is is a delight, uh, and so is the Pompeii when they go to Pompeii and um, <laughs> and he's letting all the goats free. That's a solid. I like all that. That's fun. Yeah. Um, and that had a great twist that episode that was the first real big cliffhanger where you get sylvie and we all you know expected it to just we knew it would be loki and i think that sophia di martino was cast i didn't know about that until it happened i like i didn't know that that was an expectation that some sort of lady loki would show up but um i thought that was a solid cliffhanger but i wasn't my mind wasn't super blown by it i guess uh but then episode three just really established her character, and I, I I think she's pretty great. Yeah, I was initially pretty neutral about it. I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, but they, I feel like they really sold it once episode three came around. Yeah, like it, it episode three like gets you on board for it. Episode two is like you might like it, or it's kind of just a meh thing. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I'm actually surprised that I thought it was weird that there weren't more female Loki variants. Like, is that yeah, isn't that strange? <laughs> like, is that what makes her unique? Is that is she's just a woman? <laughs> yeah, because they you know all shapes like like si- like I mean sorry like ages and races. There's so many different variations of Loki and species of Loki like. <laughs> And yeah she's the only woman it's very strange uh the fe- look i'm not i won't preach too hard about the female characters but they're all like villains or they're dumb or like other than sylvie it's not great all of these disney plus shows have had like middling female villains like agatha isn't very good carly morgenthau isn't great uh, and now this has the judge, who I still think is the best of the three, but I'm not super impressed by her. I'm not, I don't, that Hunter B-15 character, people love her. She doesn't do anything. She's like the Captain Phasma of the show. She's on yeah, all the posters, but she doesn't do shit. She doesn't do, like, much of anything. Like, she already didn't do much in the early episodes, but especially in, like, the second half, she just shows up in, like, at least one scene per episode and just does nothing (laughs) yeah i thought she was uh kind of worthless which is a shame it really is a shame because you i mean again for for representation for those those sjw's uh (laughs) you get there's two women of color on the poster for the show and then they're both like kind of useless by the end of it and that's kind of a shame is all i'm saying a bit of a a missed opportunity but at the same time sylvie is a is a really wonderful character and you care so much about her by the end of the show it becomes as much about her by the end as it does about loki which is always impressive when a show can do that yeah this is the because this is the first show that wasn't sold on having two protagonists you have wanda vision falcon and the winter soldier and then this is just loki but then there's like eight of him like it's one man's name but he has the most 
like companions. I, yeah. I really, I thought that was really smart too. Technically, there are two protagonists for this show, but both of them are Loki. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know how I would feel about like I mean everything's great, but I really do think that just having Mobius in this show is like. It, obviously he's also in it less as time goes on but he is just like he really i wouldn't say he holds it together because that kind of implies the rest of it isn't great but um i just i was so sold on this show especially by that character i really am shocked by that character yeah and then episode three that's the first one that kind of breaks the formula you're not in in the tva you're not dealing with the tva for that much of it it's all Loki and Sophie, and that's really important too. Um, and I think that planet, I think some people complained about about it not looking great. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I think the I show think is one of the best looking things in this universe. Not the not our universe, <laughs> the Marvel universe. <laughs> um, but no, I thought it looked great. I thought that planet looked at least as good as the Mandalorian planets, if not better, because that's one, you know, Thing I have to pay that show is uh, it looks pretty authentic to Star Wars a lot of the time it's just everything else that's a problem um especially with that second season but I don't see what kind of problem people would have with how that planet looks I mean maybe it's too much purple well I think I it's uh, it's more of a complaint with like the exterior shots when you'll see it from like far away uh, or you'll see like an establishing shot of it. People say it looks like a video game, which can everyone stop saying that constantly? <laughs> it's, it's such a lazy criticism. Oh, it looks like a cutscene. Shut the fuck up. You're an idiot. Kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, of course it looks like a video game. That's because it's made in a computer. <laughs> yeah, because you, you don't know what you could never possibly understand what that looks like in real life. So what are you comparing it to? um yeah no i uh, i really enjoyed that episode i liked loki's terrible turtleneck outfit that he wore for all of it um oh my god how much plan talk was there for any in that episode so much so much planning god uh yeah as as the we've been going uh through especially this show also (laughs) just you in general there is so much talk about plans and people's plans and how bad everyone's plan is nobody understands what a plan is yeah yeah and that you have multiple plans you have backup plans like you're 12 percent of a plan not a great plan so many fucking plans i'm sorry i know we're broken records on this but jeez it's fucking annoying (laughs) it really is annoying at least come up with a better way of saying it or showing it strategy Get a fucking synonym book and <laughs> use a different term. I have a plan because yeah. it's so overused at this point. I, yeah, no, uh, I'm over that. Stop it. Please stop it. And this episode had the most of that with getting onto the train. It also has maybe the laziest piece of social commentary um, in any Disney property recently. And I know that is saying a lot because there's been some bad ones. Uh, but the worst one I think I've ever seen is they're walking onto the train and there's all these poor people who can't get onto the train and one lady what does she yell she she's like they're only letting the wealthy on or whatever it's so fucking terrible so blatant it's the worst thing i've ever heard in my life um and i had in there it's a disney property i paused the episode i went for a full walk around the neighborhood i came back 
and I screamed at my television. No, but it was really embarrassing uh, in that moment. But the rest of the episode was really great. Uh, Loki's by now. That's that's fun. See, the, you know, that also it's like, it feels so inauthentic with the, they're letting the, the rich. But then it feels ge- like genuine progress confirming that character sexuality. So it was like a terrible moment. And then I thought a really good moment. It's so weird that like those were in the same episode. Like, yeah. They're like, the opposites someone, of each other. Somebody different write that line. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, the homie Bob Iger or Chapek or whatever, he came up and he was like, you guys got to put this in. This is going to be, this is going to kill. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. It, for our multi-billion dollar corporation. <laughs> yeah. The girls are the world's most valuable resource. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Actually, you know what? Girls are the most valuable resource might be the new worst one. That's worse than they're letting the wealthy on, I think. Uh, they're both pretty embarrassing. Um, but no, making Loki buy, that was really exciting. I was really happy that they did that. And I really loved learning more about Sylvie's backstory. Yeah. Uh, also them confirming him being gender fluid, I believe. Like, yeah. I think people have a pr- more of a problem with that because they... They never addressed it. And it's like photoshopped onto a document in the credits or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's a little strange, um, but whatever. It's, you know, better, better something than nothing, I guess. Yeah. But no, uh, I, I'm glad the show's making genuine attempts for that kind of yeah, stuff. They're, they're trying and it's better than some shows do. So yeah, the director didn't insert himself and yell, I'm gay at the camera for eight hours. Uh, <laughs> like, end game. Uh, no, it's not that bad. But but this is definitely the best of, of the progressivism in, in these shows and movies, for sure. Um, and I just, I really did like learning more about Sylvie. And you learn even more about her later. You get that flashback that I thought was really great. Asgard looked fucking incredible on this show. That looked so expensive. Yeah, it is crazy how good asgard looked in this yeah uh, both of the or how many times did it show up it showed up like three times you see yeah well you really see it twice you see like the big Minas Tirith tower twice and then you see like a garden area in the sif sequence which we'll yeah. we'll get to but um yeah no it looked great that's what i mean this show looks great and obviously that's a background they already have but still the incorporation of it i thought was kind of brilliant especially in that fifth episode that was a really good uh effect but uh and and you know what yeah that all the sylvie stuff is great i really just loved loki um doing like he's singing the asgardian songs or whatever and we learned that the Thor smashing a cup and saying another. That's just like an Asgardian custom thing. I that was a nice. It was fan service, but it was also world building, so I was happy with it. It was a really nice touch. I liked that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it was really sweet. And then it led to, I would say, the best action sequence in the whole show. I was really impressed by that one take scene at the end of the episode where they're just running through and stopping debris from falling over, and I, I loved all of that. That was crazy. Yeah, that looked exhausting. Ended, like that. That was a very big way to end the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made a really big lasting impression. And then you get another one taken the opening of episode five, where it just it goes through like everything, like the TVA, and then to the dement, the other dimension, or whatever you want to call it. 
and I love stuff like that. And you get the that moment in Black Panther when Killmonger's entering the throne room, the camera is turning all the way around. You get some stuff like that towards the end of the show too, which I really liked. It, really innovative camera work in this. Like great set design and score too, but the camera work was was magnificent and that kind of stuff um and that's one scene where it did not feel like tv choreography it absolutely felt real i was really impressed with all of that all of that um and then episode four was fucking insane <laughs> episode four i like episode six is insane but episode four to me was like the height of just probably the height of the show to be quite quite honest where it's just like it's everything it's got the sif sequence the fact that they just make you live out a memory forever um is great that's a great like insane sci-fi form of punishment i love that it was great to see sif again uh because we hadn't seen it was, you know just like darcy we've got to keep bringing people back from the dark world people we haven't yeah. seen since the is dark it, world hasn't she been confirmed to be in the next door movie yeah i, th- I think so which is, is that's exciting I like that character. She's the best. I watched Thor again recently, and she's—I really like her. She's even better she's in Dark World, I think. She's the only, yeah, she's the only one who matters. Nobody cares about Hogan or Fandril or what's uh, Volstag. There, that's all of them. Uh, nobody, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, well, he's the Punisher. Nobody gives a shit about any of those guys. Um, but no, Sif, that was that was a great use, and I—that—that's a really solid cameo. Because that's a surprise again. And you know, that's something I've really liked about all three of these shows is the cameos aren't super obvious. They're characters that make sense to be in those situations, uh, but they're very surprising. Like Darcy and Jimmy Woo, they're a great surprise. Rhodey was a great surprise. And now we have we have Sif on that list of just like side characters that you don't expect to see. And then when they show up, it's really exciting. I felt yeah, the same way. Yeah. They're very small, like brief cameos, but it's always nice to see like a character that you recognize. Just like, I mean, not so much in the case of Jimmy Woo, I would say, and Darcy. They became main characters on that show. Yeah, that, that's true. But yeah, with with Rhodey and and Sif, it was mostly just one scene things. But yeah, that's great. Like that's how you should use a cameo in something like this. You don't need Captain America, a 98 year old Captain America throw a shield one last time <laughs> because that would be embarrassing. But you have Rhodey pop up because Rhodey is to Tony what uh, you know Sam was to Steve basically. I, I think that's really a really good way to use that. And I thought Sif was a really great inclusion because you know everyone's like 1500 years old. So he's probably spent so much of his life around Sif and Thor's friends so it makes a lot of sense oh the D.B. Cooper sequence I forgot about that was fun that was a cute little little moment I've always liked the legend of D.B. Cooper so I thought that was I like that they had been to or they go to earth to just like fuck with people (laughs) I thought that was fun they just make bets about earth that's cool because that is also in character with not only a younger Loki, but a younger Thor as well. Because young Thor is just such an asshole. <laughs> so it makes sense. Uh, but yes, yeah, so having stuff like that, like nobody else would think about that kind of thing unless you're super passionate about this. And they clearly were. Episode uh, 4 brought in a, a plot point that I thought was very weird. And I think this is one of the few things we've actually talked about uh, about this show. Um 
self-cest being such a big part of like the oh my god yes you know? oh my god Franny, it made me so happy i loved it so much it was so strange i know honestly and that, that's a great moment from episode four where he's like you are so fucking narcissistic that you're falling in love with yourself i love yeah, that like the peak of like fan fiction territory yes but- i loved it it made me so happy like it was acceptable in this show because yeah, it's Loki. Of course, he would fall in love with himself. He's fucked. A, I mean, he became a horse and fucked a horse. We all we've heard the legends. But, but yeah, I just thought it was weird that they made such a big deal before uh, about creating a branching timeline because he fell in love with himself. Yeah, no, that made me so happy. I had a running bet with my uncle about whether or not they would go all the way and and kiss by the end of the show because he was like, "That's." that's probably they're gonna think that's too far and i was like they're not gonna think that's too far and i was right i was right i was so happy to be proven right last night i was right about and there's no way for me to prove this but i was right about a lot of stuff last night it was very surprising um uh because you know we have long conversations about everything before the show and after the show that we think is going to happen and then what did happen and uh you know yeah, I was right about a lot of stuff. I was right about fucking Miss Minutes showing up too. That was really surprising because of the way she shows up in that episode is so, so yeah, it's, strange. It's weird how much she was in the show. Yeah, like, right? There's something just so sinister about this like classic Disney character. Yeah. Like, she really like, is. Like, with arms and legs and a face. And it's just so like intimidating for no reason. And the Southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, like, you can tell that's just in-house Disney, classic hand-drawn Disney animation, like, the best of the best, and they just, they found a way to incorporate that. That's so smart. Like, who's thinking of that? I'd never think of that. I mean, it's, it's, that's terrific. And, you know, even going back to the first episode, even the sequence where he's not sure if he's a robot or not because in that universe you wouldn't know like you could be a scroll you could be a robot you don't fucking know you probably stop wondering after a while you could literally be anything in the marvel universe and like you wouldn't even question it yeah just like maybe i am a robot (laughs) exactly maybe i am a monster exactly um (laughs) No, yeah, you're exactly right. And see stuff like that. That's also that great world building stuff. But yeah, talking about episode four and the the self-cessed and all that, I am so happy that they were like, we can just be strange about this and nobody's going to get offended. Like, because that's that's an understandable level of weird sex stuff that you can put in a Disney show, I guess. Because <laughs> anything else would be too far. But this yeah. is like almost understandable. The only way it would have been weirder if it was literally just Tom Hiddleston with himself. Oh, that would be fantastic. Well, they do that with Michael Fast. They do that with Michael Fassbender and Alien Covenant. (laughs) Are you? Wait, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I love Alien Covenant. Everybody doesn't like that movie. That movie's fucking rad. Yeah, suddenly I know why. There's a full scene when the two Michael Fassbenders, they're just like in a cave and they're like playing the recorder together it's so sexy it's so weird anyway there's there's even a line oh it's like the most i saw this in the theater (laughs) it's like four years old now but there's even a line in the recorder scene where he's like you blow and i'll do the fingering and it was shocking 
There's no way. That literally fucking happens. It'll be the clip at the end of this episode. I don't believe you. I have to write this down on post-it note so I can remember to put in the clip and send it to you. You blow. And that's all I'll need. That's enough. I'll remember. Um, Yeah, but no. Yeah, exactly. So I like that they were just like, yeah, if this show's weird, we'll just make that weird too. I really appreciate that. Because uh, I like a little bit of anarchy when it gets to even uncomfortable places. But I think, and look, maybe this is bad and maybe I'm an egomaniac. I think that's fine because it's not an exact copy of himself. I think it's fine. Yeah, they're they're definitely different enough where they're like, they're absolutely different characters. Like that's Loki, that's Sylvie. That's not another version of Loki. But at the same time- They have the same parents probably. Yeah, technically, <laughs> they have the same parents, just in a That's different That's pretty universe. horrific, yeah. Like, yeah, well, maybe not, because th- what does Sylvie say about her parents? Doesn't she say she didn't... Well, I guess because she got taken, but I wonder okay. if they would be the same. Yeah, that's actually that's actually interesting to think about. Yeah, I, like, again, yeah, this show has a lot of stuff like that, like actual... Because I rewatched um like maybe two weeks ago now i rewatched the 2019 watchmen hbo show which is like a sequel to the comic that show that's i don't think superhero tv is ever going to get that good again that is a fucking masterpiece uh i watched it last summer and then i watched it again this summer it's nine episodes it's fantastic because that's the kind of shit we need (laughs) you need to make the eight-year-olds watching this think about whether or not that's okay um and then probably decide for no. how chaotic this show is, it's like it it doesn't even feel that out of place. Yeah, like, that's the thing. If this was here, it's just like sure. Go but for this it. couldn't happen in any other thing, unless Toby Maguire falls in love with Tom Holland. <laughs> but but uh, that's like a call me by your name situation. <laughs> There's a pretty big age difference, oh, unless no. Toby's still playing an 18 year old. Um, I ho- I hope so. That'd be so funny. <laughs> uh yeah well yeah imagine if they take him out of spider-man 2 because that's my theory i I don't know if we've talked about that before my theory that they'll take him out of spider-man 2 so they can discount spider-man 3 because people don't like that one except everybody does like that one now um that yeah that would be fantastic (laughs) uh yeah but no then episode four culminates in the insane climax in that the timekeeper's chamber which is it was shocking that they were, you know, in retrospect, it's not as big a deal, but the fact that they were there in episode four, when you think that's going to be like the conclusion of the show, that was really surprising. That was the first time the show like broke the formula in a way I did not expect. Yeah, it's just like, it It actually made me double check how many episodes were left. Because I was like, how many more? Like, we still got more episodes after this? Yeah, this is it. Yeah, uh, and they found a way to kill Loki again. <laughs> again. They really did. I, I'm so glad that they figured out a way to kill him another time. That's so least. funny. We have another one now. Now when we yeah. talk about the endless amounts of times that Loki's been killed. My pig's freaking out, everybody. I'm sorry. He was fed seconds ago, but that's okay. My guinea pig. I know it's your guinea pig. It's just weird to call it a pig. I call well, I mostly call him a rat, but for now... I call my dog a rat. I call, I'm me. I'm so mean to all the animals in my house. All pets are rats. I love them all, but 
they're all so stupid. Anyway, uh, no, yeah, and then the whole review, this, the fact that they went in there and there was like a gross fish man and two kangs, I was shocked. I did not expect yeah, I that. that like, even in the comics, that's just what they look like. Yeah, but it, he looked almost Atlantean, the green one. That's what I was thinking. I know it's like an alien, but it looked like a sea creature to me, and I know we're doing Atlantis at some point. It, it really looked like the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's, uh, I think Digimon Hanzu and Aquaman plays a guy that kind of looks something like that. I've only seen it once, so maybe that's not true. Um, yeah. I'm so thankful for the subtitles in that part of the episode. All yeah. of them are so hard to understand. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like that. And then just the fact that they were also they were robots and nobody had ever checked that. How did they get through that? Are you a robot scanner? And is that foreshadowing that I've just now realized? Maybe it is. Yeah, I think it, it must be, right? They must have been like, oh, this will avert suspicion. <laughs> we'll check if other people are robots. <laughs> no one's allowed to check us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that, that whole sequence was really exciting. And then it led to Loki and Mobius getting pruned. And Mobius's delivery of the, the whole jet ski thing, when they first introduced it, I was like, this is the laziest Chekhov's gun I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, but making it a thing from his past life, I thought was a really smart way to kind of subvert that. There is some good subversion of the expectations in this, I think, especially at that moment in the end. It was a good subversion and also just good foreshadowing. Because, like, really, that doesn't come back for the rest no. of the show. We all like, thought he'd be riding that jet ski into the sunset at the end of the show. They all be on the beach in their Hawaiian shirts and shades. <laughs> didn't happen. Uh, but one day, one day, we'll, we'll get that end of season two, I guess. We'll have to get that and... Uh, Loki and Sylvie's horribly deformed god children running around the beach. <laughs> It'd be like <laughs> the end of Furious 7. I can't wait. I'm so excited for this. But we have a fucking year to wait, I guess. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, and obviously it's like, yeah, you know that Mobius and Loki, they'll, they'll be okay, but it was still a good way to just add another insane thing to that episode and then waking up with all the variants of Loki. I thought was yeah. was a cool thing that was crazy to see as a post-credit scene like that was oh that's right yeah totally forgot that uh, like, was that the only episode with a post-credit scene yeah i always check but oh yeah me me too because i'm always like they they never warn anybody they're they yeah i like that too i like that's not every week yeah that, it's just it, sometimes it, it, there's a it, hidden secret like, yeah um i i think that is the only episode with a post-credit scene because episode five didn't have one and then episode six unless you count the season two reveal as a post-credit scene then no that one didn't have one either yeah and then none before had one obviously well i have a funny story about that episode six post-credit scene that we'll talk about in a couple minutes um because i got last night was wild after this i'll tell you i'll tell you all about it uh and then, okay in episode five here's the thing this was the episode that i thought was the weakest of of the six episode five had some great stuff and some pretty pretty not great stuff for me 
maybe that's controversial because I know everyone loved that episode, but that was the one where I started to, I was nervous because the past two shows have had one really great half, whether it's the first half or the back half. And after episode four was so good, I was so excited. That's like, oh no, this show is going to be the one that rides it. And then episode five was a, was a little bumpy for me when the other ones hadn't really been. I, but, I think I think I can see why you thought it was the weakest. I, I definitely disagree, and I'm sure like 99% of people that watched it would disagree. <laughs> people, point taken like, for any god. Have you seen how people reacted to this episode on the internet? Uh, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I've seen, you know, what? I've seen the racist memes you sent me. <laughs> Yeah, it's just all the 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 very funny haha memes that come out at the end. I have a full folder uh, of those. I love them so much. I love, I love them all. <laughs> They're my favorites. Well, for a while, I had looked at so fucking many of them that I had a whole, um, like you know, when you go to the explore page or whatever, and you have like the slides and you just scroll through and they're all about like a specific thing. I had one that was just terrible foreign MC memes that I've been put through Google Translator or whatever. Um, but I don't think I have that anymore. I think it's been too long. <laughs> but my point is, I do see why you might think episode five is rough. There's definitely some questionable things in that episode. I would say so. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry, I was going to send you a terrible one to me, but look, I'll bombard you later because <laughs> there's some good yeah, ones. That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like, look, I like the Lokis mostly. Like, I, I, old Loki is great. Uh, yeah, I agree. The best one, and I love that everyone just thinks he was the best Loki by far. Because everybody thinks that, yeah. Yeah, I I did really like old Loki a lot. I liked Kid Loki. I liked his reveal. That reveal is great. Of of you know his uh, what do you, Nexus event. I I thought that was really that was shocking. Like when he said that, I was like, oh shit, that is genuinely intimidating. Um, and then. What do you think about the porg that they put in the episode? <laughs> the alligator. What'd you think? Oh, um, I... Or crocodile, I sorry. I'm a racist. I thought it was whatever. Like It, it was, was... Yeah, it was fine. It was... I feel like they did it just for the reveal, and then they just had to keep it in because, like, well, now you can't get rid of it because you already revealed it. Uh, yeah, that could have been an Easter egg. Show a cro- like a skeleton of that or something. Yeah, like I guess there's only so much you can do with a crocodile that just has Loki's horns. And it but... is funny. It's a great image, but yeah, I I thought it was fine. It was kind of just whatever. I liked when he bit the when he bit that man's hand off. Um, the effect on that was bad. It I was think. yeah, it was bad. Well, yeah, and compare that to the moment in the Dark World where. Uh, Loki cuts Thor's hand off. It's so much better. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I enjoyed that little callback because there's no way that's not a callback to that moment because yeah. they they're shot very similarly. Um, there's something that people think was a callback, and I can't actually tell. Um, when they threw alligator Loki, do you think it was a reference to get help, or do you think they were? Just I know. I I don't think that's true. I, I think that think is. So- really digging but as someone who spends so much time really digging for shit like that i think that's too far (laughs) that's too far even for me and i'm an idiot 
bit of a stretch. Like, it, very clearly, they're just throwing him because it's very easy to. It's a crocodile. It's a crocodile, yeah. And then boastful Loki had, like, nothing to do. His story was, you know, they were fun, but they did, it's the same fucking thing as Red Guardian. And Red Guardian was supposed to be first, and I think his is funnier, uh, how he's constantly like, oh, I fought uh soviet russia i fought the captain america whatever <laughs> sorry everybody i don't know why i did that um, um and then they're like you couldn't have possibly fought captain america you, you stupid idiot because you fucking uh what, what's you fucking rescue because he was in the ice or whatever i think that's better than being like i, I killed thanos i i like the red guardian one more because it's the same gag yeah i feel like like the reveals of most of these Lokis were so much better than they were in the actual episode. Like, mm-hmm. seeing a Loki that essentially has Thor's hammer kind of set up for a lot, and he was the... I was gonna say the worst one. He is one of the worst ones in that episode. <laughs> Do you think the... Oh, yeah, he's not... Never mind. I don't even need to ask, actually. Um... <laughs> um uh yeah well and you know they're all just hanging out in the hut and it's like that's where the easter egg got really bad like there's a fucking polybius machine it's like really really what a shitty in joke it's like yeah everyone in the fucking world knows what that is it's not it's not clever i don't know i hated that (laughs) i thought that was so stupid uh and and yeah i like the easter eggs before that like seeing throg that was crazy and and i don't know did you catch that when it first happened or did you have to go back um i saw like something and i kept missing it like i i like rewinded it a couple times and i just could not for the life of me tell what it was and then after like the fourth time i finally realized oh that's throg <laughs> yeah okay so the first time i saw it i thought it was just like a tiny version of thor like i thought it was thor just like a shrunk down thor because like i saw the cape and the helmet i think or whatever and that that's what like you see the cape move and i was like that is a thor i didn't even see Mjolnir before that and then after the episode ended i went back and and i saw that it was throg but uh yeah that was great thanos copter that like that's a very cool easter egg um yeah, I love that they put Thanos Copter in so much because so many people just, just for like the sake of the joke, wanted it to be in the MCU at some point, and I'm so glad they put it in there. Wow! And considering it's in the void, Thanos Copter is not supposed to exist. Yeah, I guess so. That's probably for the best. Well, he does have the blade of the Thanos Copter as his main fucking weapon in <laughs> Endgame, so there you go that's something for that's something i guess wouldn't that be great if you saw the propellers on that thing and they were the blades from endgame that'd be fantastic maybe it yeah i don't think i don't know if they even has a has propellers or if they're just gone or whatever but you get that you get the yellow jacket helmet which i thought was one of the more obvious ones when you first see it i didn't catch the um what's the name of that ship thanos's ship oh god uh not the revenant what's it called yeah or uh is it thanos ship or is it i think yeah i think it's thanos ship whatever it's called um god usually i'd know but i don't know that i i didn't catch that one that was one i didn't catch until i uh saw like a post about that but most of the other ones i think i saw because i'm just built different i guess (laughs) 
Yeah, the, I actually only caught the the yellow jacket helmet and the throg thing and like all those things that were like buried or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think other than that, I actually missed most of them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, it was a really smart way to do it because it was it was fan service, but it wasn't. Ooh, look at this, because that's how the Polybius thing seemed to me because it's in the background of the scene the entire time. Yeah. It's like the Cheerios box in Superman the movie where whatever side it's being shot from, you can see the front that says Cheerios. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember if we actually talked about that in our Superman episode or not, but there's like a rotating box of Cheerios in that I kitchen. Think we talked about that. Oh man, yeah, that's a, that's like top tier product placement for me. Uh, let's just go to Superman falling through that Marlboro truck in Superman 2. Um, God, I love these terrible fucking movies. Um, yeah, but no, you see that episode. I thought the conversations, other than old Loki, I thought they were pretty weak. And then the mayor Loki is the most trailer bait trash thing I've ever seen. Absolutely. I think that might be the worst thing in the whole show. Yes, I would agree wholeheartedly. Much more with it. And they just didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a complete fucking waste. I don't know if people are pretending to like that on the internet or not. I'm sure they are, but it's it's like objectively really lazy and terrible. Uh, at least I think so. Maybe maybe that's an objective then, but you just put that in for the trailer, really? It's like fucking yeah. Dark Ray in Rise of Skywalker where she has sharp teeth and a double-bladed Samsung Galaxy flip phone lightsaber. Sorry. I don't know there's a lot of terrible Star Wars talk in this episode, but there are some similar. The people who are listening to this also know what I'm talking about, I'm pretty sure. Um, But yeah, just this piece of complete... I'm okay when you have the crowd scene in Infinity War and you, you, you know, it's Hulk in the trailer and that's not in the movie. That's fine. But when you have this thing that's just for the trailer and then it is in the TV show and it's terrible, that's different. I feel like they put that in, like, every trailer, too. Like, they made a very big deal about it. Mm -hmm. And then it was, like, less than five minutes of the episode before the last episode, and it wasn't even good. Yeah, because you're supposed to... (laughs) Yeah, you're supposed to think in the trailers that that is our Loki. Like, that's the one we're following. I think that's the implication, because we didn't quite know yet. Or at least that's how I took it. But then it's just terrible. And that whole world doesn't make any any sense to me because like he's dropped there and everyone who greets him is a loki but then there's people there who aren't loki's like all of all of the mayor's loki's henchmen and that fucking like naval ship that shows up so i don't know what the rules are but i hate them yeah i think the implication is that because they, they make a very big deal about Loki's being good at surviving. So I think the implication is that, like, the vast majority of things that are sent to the Void just get eaten by Elioth. Including then, Thanos. Yeah, I don't know how the TVA has ever caught Thanos, but apparently they have. Yeah. Um, but I think the implication is just that Loki's are just much better at surviving than wow everything. that's ironic because i would say loki's are better at dying than anything considering yeah. loki has died a billion times yeah uh i would say the exact opposite tends to be 
true way more often. But Loki's are great at surviving, I guess, for all time, always, whatever. <laughs> Things yeah. we're supposed to say now, I guess. Um, thank the fourth. Uh Oh uh, yeah, so yeah, so I that was the thing I really didn't like about that episode. The rules were like kind of just convenient and bad. They I thought, uh, and I didn't like the Lokis. I hated the mayor Loki. All of that shit was terrible. Why even have that one be played by Tom Hiddleston, and then you don't have like a Hiddleston v Hiddleston face off or anything? Like that's what that was clearly setting up for, and it just didn't fucking happen. And that's also when boastful Loki just ruins himself as a character immediately um, by being like, oh, I, I ratted you guys out, so I rule this place now or whatever. Like, I just hated all of that. I thought it was all so much weaker than even the weakest moments from the, the previous episodes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very rough part of the episode. Uh how do you feel about Elias? It was really nice of the uh, creators of this show to include Galactus from Rise of the Silver Surfer in this <laughs> universe. I thought that was really kind of them. Um, yeah, it's not quite that bad, but it is. it feels like a DCEU big smoke monster, kind of. Um, That's what I was thinking. I feel like they could have done a little bit better than just make a giant smoke wolf that yeah apparently entire universes or something i thought it was fucking fin fang foom when it first showed up i thought we we're gonna have a big dragon fight but that was not the case i don't <laughs> it appears um that's too bad yeah, but like, yeah i feel like just everything about Eliath was just a little weird and just a little off <laughs> maybe i'm dumb but did they explain their strategy of beating him well towards the end of that episode? Like when Sylvie and Loki are like, this is the plan, again, another plan. I felt like I had no fucking idea what was going on. And I was trying to pay as much attention as possible, but like the enchantment plan and the distractions and Loki was like, okay, I'll go distract him. And then he didn't because old Loki yeah. did it. I guess their plan was like really really vague and also I don't understand entirely how it actually worked because we were shown before that pretty much anything that Eliath touches just disintegrates yeah so why didn't they I don't Is know it because they touched it first like I don't understand entirely how that worked yeah, see, that's what I mean. I'm shocked that people think that episode's so great when we've gone through every element of it and it's all bad. <laughs> so, but okay, whatever, I guess. I guess it's because Owen Wilson shows up in the fucking pizza planet truck. I guess that's why. That was a weird reference. I know it isn't the same truck, but it's almost the exact same. It's just a different color. Um, As as we talk about it, I, I am realizing a lot of that episode is a little rough. I, yeah. I think that episode is carried by, like, very specific moments from it. Yeah, uh, like, old Loki was great. Yeah, just, like, old Loki definitely carried it a lot. Um, and the scene between Loki and Sylvie, uh, mm -hmm. like, it. Even I though think... Frost Giants don't get cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I feel like those two scenes 
kind of maybe cloud how people feel about it. Uh, yeah, cloud like Elias. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Also, Thanks. Yeah, you're 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 very welcome. Uh, I also like that scene with Mobius talking to the other Lokis. Mm-hmm. Like the paradox of alligator Loki even existing. Wow, Loki. Watch out, Loki. Loki, look Loki. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About the way that Owen Wilson says Loki is so funny Loki. to me. Give me a hug, Loki. I want to cuddle. <laughs> Every time that he said the word Loki in the show, wow, made me laugh for no reason. Like it would, ha- it would be like a serious <laughs> whatever of him talking about Loki. Two Lokis. And, wow. Yeah, it's just like you're all the same. On like the last syllable of Loki's name. Look out, Loki. Just, yeah, Loki. He always has to look out. Whatever the situation is, he always has to look out. Look out. Look out, Loki. Wow. Oh, you almost got hit. Two Lokis. All of these Lokis are the same. Wow, Loki fell in love with Loki. Loki, you fell in love with yourself? You should fall in love with me. I need a little cuddle. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I'm sorry. I just really enjoyed their little cuddle in that episode. That was a good moment too. Did you like how many times like Mobius would just like die or like leave Loki and then he'd just be back again? <laughs> happened so fucking so many times. That's the new Loki dying. You have Mobius has this big moment and then he leaves in episode four when he gets uh, uh, pruned. I was gonna say probed. Uh, that was afterwards. That was during the cuddle session. Um, but and then episode five, he has that moment where he leaves, uh, and they say bye. Like it just keeps fucking happening. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, very weird. Uh, yeah. Look, some moments of of greatness. Old Loki creating Asgard is really exciting, but. I thought that was easily the worst episode of the entire show. Um, and you said 99% of people would disagree with me, so so never mind. I mean, uh, people do seem to like this episode yeah. a lot. Uh, but yeah, there are some definite problems that are a little more obvious than some other episodes. And I thought that kind of carried over into the first half of the sixth episode. That episode for me got a lot stronger as it went on and then culminated in a way that I think is brilliant. Yeah, I, I feel like it definitely had to like build up a little bit. Uh, it definitely started off a little weird, mm-hmm. but I agree. As it went on, it got like progressively better. I really enjoyed the opening where you see the sacred timeline and you're hearing all these audio clips, you're hearing like vision, you know, what is grief, if not love, persevering, you hear all this stuff and it's like, oh shit, like this is really everything that we've ever seen. I really, that's crazy to actually see that. I really liked how they changed the the Marvel logo because usually it's just like the usual like theme music and instead they were just like playing like all those quotes and they were just like slowly overlapping over each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's funny that that happened after they introduced on Disney Plus the like skip logo button because <laughs> there was like a skip intro button. But I think, yeah, like maybe a couple weeks ago, they finally added that uh, for people who, because there's like a, you know, there's the recap and whatever. Uh, but yeah, they added that. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Um, 
but, but yeah, no, I thought it was a really great start to an episode. I'm wondering how you'll feel about this too. Uh, like, like it's talking through this episode. I wonder if we'll disagree about some of the, the things I took issue with, but what did you think about Kang? Because it's pretty quick. There's not a lot that happens before we meet him, which I thought was pretty smart a pretty smart way to do it like you get the miss minutes uh jump scare at the start and and you know just them kind of figuring it out they've reached bowser's castle finally and then and then it turns out to just be a guy and that really worried me because i you know they're at, at that point they had not set anything up the only options were it will be a guy who was introduced in one episode or another version of Loki, which is boring. So it turned out to be the former and it was pretty hit or miss for me, that performance. People love him. Um, I don't love him. I definitely feel like the performance could use some work. I've already seen a lot of people like praise him for for being so good. Uh, I can't say I entirely agree. I feel like there are some, like, I guess some scenes where I do think that he does like a fine job. Oh, yeah. There's one, one moment in particular I really enjoy. Um. Yeah, but overall, I feel like it's, like, he'll be fine in, like, one scene, and then they'll cut to Loki, and then they'll cut back to him, and then it just feels off, like, his performance. (laughs) They're so... Oh, sorry, go ahead. And then back to him again, and then he's fine again? Like, I don't... It's so weird. (laughs) It's so, like, insistent. Well, they are so, so desperate to make it be like, oh, he's just a normal guy. That's the twist. He's a normal guy. But in their attempt to make him feel like a normal guy, he's so theatrical and loud and like he's energetic and not in the way a real person is energetic. You know, like it's, and he's doing the, a guy is eating an apple to make him look like more of an asshole cliche thing. He's a theater kid. Yeah, exactly. He is. Yeah, he is. Ultimate theater kid. And he's got, yeah, he's got ADHD because sometimes he's fine. Then sometimes he's crazy. Oh, shit. He jumped on the table. Wow. That's something normal people do all the time. I can't remember last time I had a conversation around the dinner table where somebody didn't jump up <laughs> and start screaming at me. Um, During the podcast, you just jump up on the table. and Wow. We are not normal people. And I, by every metric, should have been a theater kid, probably. <laughs> um, but I just don't have the talent to do it. Uh, I ha- I'm annoying enough to do it. I just don't have the talent to pull it off. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, no, that's that's the thing. And I guess most of the episode is in that room. The, uh, you know, Sylvie, Loki, Kang talking. They never say Kang, but, you know, it, it is you see you know he calls himself the conqueror and i said out loud the conqueror right before he said it because he was gonna fucking say it um that guy has been confirmed to be playing kang the conqueror in ant-man ant-man movie yeah so like yes it's very obvious that is kang the conqueror well 
they don't say it because I feel like it's just so obvious. In the it. in the comics, and maybe maybe I'm misremembering this, but he is like the 31st century descendant of Reed Richards. I'm pretty sure. Like in the comics, that's yeah. Kang's origin. I, I I saw a video of somebody talking about how they feel about Kang before this episode came out. Um, and yes, that is true. Mm. Uh, he is essentially a very, very far away relative of Reed Richards from the future. So what then, I'm hearing is all black Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> they might do it. Maybe. Or or will it be all all black except the thing maybe that's also possible because it'll be like reverse <laughs> ghostbusters you know <laughs> um yeah it'll, yeah it'll be the opposite because we we're so we're so much more progressive now with our, um yeah. yeah yeah this new ghostbusters movie where it's all like finn wolfhard and paul rudd that's super progressive and awesome um the whitest men alive uh but yeah no uh so in that video positive negative what's the what's the vibe out there um the video that i watched specifically mm-hmm. uh or, or do you not know much about kang the conqueror is that why you're asking <laughs> no i know stuff about kang i'm asking what the opinion okay. is no I'm, so, i don't need the origin story i'm, yeah, I'm equipped that, i was like how do you i yeah i was gonna be like surprised like yeah really? no, no, no 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 i just i want to know what's the general consensus about the performance of Kang or is that does it not go into that at all uh the the video I'm talking about came out before oh oh it's just like an origin yeah it's something somebody like they knew that Kang was going to be coming up recently so they were just talking about how they felt about Kang in the comics it has nothing to do with like the show okay never mind I've misunderstood Yeah. yeah sorry no that's okay that's my bad um but yeah no look it's a this is a great way to introduce a big villain too because he's clearly going to be a villain that at least spreads across this and and ant-man so uh it's it's a much more innovative way to do it because you know thanos was that was such a huge deal you know setting or like planting the seeds for this character for seven years i guess so um I, i really like this approach to it instead of just we'll introduce him at the end of this show uh and he will have already done something crazy like we don't have to wait you know 10 movies 10 shows or whatever for that to happen it's already happened in his introduction i think that's smart yeah do you think he's gonna be in the doctor strange movie at all i feel like it would be (sighs) weird if he had no part in that movie whatsoever with how big of an influence he had on the end of this show yeah, that's honestly such a tough thing um, because I can't, I can't tell because, okay, here's, here's my thinking. If you do something with Kang in Doctor Strange, you have to leave enough room for Loki to continue dealing with him. So you can't have Doctor Strange solve that problem, at least in his movie, because Loki needs so, to deal with that. That's why I, so when they, revealed that there was going to be a second season um i was a little confused on how the show could keep going um because if he is in doctor strange and he's already confirmed to be an ant-man 
like how many things is Kang gonna be involved in or is he just gonna be an Ant-Man and not be dealt with and then he's gonna be in Loki after like, yeah oh geez that's actually the thing because you would think either Ant-Man either Ant-Man or Loki would have to defeat him you can't it's not really fair to either of those characters for the other one to defeat them though if Kang is the main villain of Ant-Man Ant-Man well Ant-Man and the Wasp I guess they should be the ones defeating him but he's also the main villain of loki it's like a kingpin situation where daredevil where spider-man's always like you've stole my villain daredevil you fucker <laughs> so it's it's one of those i'm not quite sure i feel like i know do- how they could do it but it gets very weird okay um because kang in the last episode did say if he was killed then there would be mm. infinite versions of him just kind of throughout the multiverse. Right. So my only guess is that I kind of hope that they don't do this because I feel like it's kind of lazy, but it's just going to be different versions of Kang in these different, like, movies and shows. So, like, Loki season two Kang is not going to be the same as Ant-Man Kang, and that Kang is going to be different than, like, if there's one in Doctor Strange, and then if there's a Kang in a different thing, that's going to be a different Kang, because they're all from different universes. Is Krang involved in this at all? Will he be making an appearance? I hope so. I would love to see Krang also. Yeah... No, that well, that's interesting. But if you have all these different versions of the same guy, why do I care if there's just going to be another one of him? Like, if Ant Man defeats Kang, I'm not going to be like, oh, good. I'll be like, oh, well, okay, you defeated like one of 10 million versions of this fucking guy. I mean, to be fair, I think in the comics it's the same way. Like, I think there are like six or seven different Kangs, just with yeah. different names. Well, he's a there's a lot of time travel stuff more than than uh it's not all multiverse traversal i think there's actual time travel that he does yeah i i think in the comics it's more time travel based than right. like multiverse based yeah well yeah i mean he was one of the first avengers villains it was like issue six or something and uh so yeah no honestly like i'm glad they're bringing him in because he's obviously he's not as big a threat as thanos but he's almost more interesting because he's so weird uh and and they'll figure it out here's the thing when angela bassett tells me personally she calls me up on the phone and says we've written five different scripts for black panther i say oh i don't have any faith in this but this kang thing is so ambitious that i do have faith in it i can't figure this out but uh i'm confident that they can yeah i feel like uh i I didn't, I wasn't necessarily a fan of his performance in this show, but even like putting that aside, I am very interested in what they're going to be doing with Kang's character in the future. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I just thought of something weird that I don't think they're going to do, but it'd be interesting if they did. Giant Kang orgy where all the Kangs fuck each other. Uh... No. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, <laughs> no fun. I, I, don't, I, I really don't think they would do this. Me um, either. Yeah, that's pretty gross. But, um, 
since Stan Lee obviously isn't around. What the fuck are you going to say? Do you think there's going to be fucking Kang cameos? Oh my god. Kang cameos? No, no. I No, this is going to be like the next big threat. Yeah, that, but like I just thought about it and I was like, if there is a bunch of just fucking Kangs everywhere, do you think they're just going to put him in the background of other movies and he's just going to be there? <laughs> oh, and like they don't draw attention to it? Like when Mysterio walks past in a Far From Home in the background or whatever? Is that what you mean? Or yeah. do you mean like... like Oh, it's Kang. I'm gonna draw attention to it. I think there's just gonna be like Kang is in all of these movies, but he's just in the background. Okay. Like it's just one of those things where like, oh, you see it, and like he's definitely there, but he's just like not part of this movie. He's just in the background. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be an interesting idea. Like, is Kang in this movie? Is he somewhere in the background? Like, can you find him? Yeah, it's a giant Where's Waldo, exactly, yeah. yeah. They could sell novelty Where's Kang, like, picture books. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah, no, that's totally possible. I think we'll get a Loki-based end credit scene for Spider-Man, probably. Uh, maybe not until Doctor Strange, but I think it's possible we could see a little something about this, because I don't think we're going to get any Kang in Spider-Man. I think that'll... I think that'll happen as a result of the end of Loki, like the, you know, the branching timelines or whatever, but I don't think Kang directly will be involved with any of that because there's a hundred characters in that movie, apparently. So, uh, you know, if we're dealing with fucking Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx, we don't have time to deal with Kang also. That would, you can't sideline him. Anything before, like, Doctor Strange. I can't really imagine them bringing too much attention to Kang. Maybe like post credit scenes at most. Yeah. But, like Eternals. I don't think he's gonna have any involvement in that. Uh, Shang Chi. I really doubt he's gonna have any involvement in that. Uh, what else is there gonna be? Um, it's. Like, I mean, that's. I mean, well, we have like Ms. Marvel and Hawkeye and stuff, but. Yeah, like, I don't think Kang is going to have anything to do with those. Like, I think we're not going to really get much about him until maybe Doctor Strange. Watch the what if. Watch the what if show just explain everything. It's the most vital piece of information we've ever seen. That would be really funny. But I also think that uh, they definitely perfectly timed what if because it Mm -hmm. makes total sense now. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to see Watu. Because Kang and the Watchers have a similar vibe to me of those weird Kirby like 60s sci-fi characters and they look gross like though it's a, it's a similar thing so I'm glad that we both and they're both like above time uh yeah, like I, Kang's weird purple square head yeah I, it's great I love it uh, I'm, uh yeah I'm excited look I'm excited to see this I'm glad that there's more purple people we can punch now uh yes that was very alliterative in the style of Stanley because um, we have uh, on the list of purple people we can punch, we have Thanos, and then we have Kang, and then we'll have Galactus. Like it never ends. <laughs> There'll always be a purple man to punch his stupid head, and that makes me really excited. Do you think? When do you think he's gonna go purple though? Because I don't want it to just be a guy in a cape forever. I mean, judging by how the MCU has dealt with like classic costumes so far, I'm sure that they will do it at some point um if what i was guessing before is how they're doing it they might just make one of the kang variants look like that 
Oh my uh, god. Like that, yeah, that's just what one of the Kangs looks like. He's just a purple man. I just don't want it to be boring. I don't want it to just be a guy who I already kind of don't like forever. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't really make a good first impression. So if it's just him, like all the time, I feel like that's not as fun. As Literally like, all the time, yeah. I mean, he says he's from the 31st century. How does he just look like a guy? Yeah, and a terrible cape. Yeah, I don't know. But no, well, when I say there is one scene I really enjoyed, I loved when they, Lana Del Rey style, crossed that threshold. And then they're just, like, he's like, this is the first time where I just don't know what happens. Like, this is it. I, yeah. I loved that. Because it holds on him for, like, two minutes, and he just looks kind of terrified. Yeah, I really like that. Whatever is next, this is on you guys. This isn't my problem anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I loved, and this is jumping ahead a little bit, when Sylvie kills him, it's like what we were talking about with Killmonger, where it's like, yeah, it's all fantastical until a man is stabbed. And, like, she really just sits there while he dies. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, I mean, for this to be the guy that, like, literally created the TVA who has power over, like, literally all of time, mm-hmm. and it just takes one stab to the gut to kill him because he's really just a guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like finding crazy. Mr. House. Uh, it's also really interesting that they included a poster of Mr. House <laughs> in episode four. Remember that? Where there's like a poster of like fucking Andrew Ryan on the wall or whatever. What was that? I was really worried that would be gang <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. Like I was so scared that it would just be this guy that we saw on a poster once. Um, hey, it's Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what we were saying too. Walt Disney, Howard Hughes, like it, it just one of those fucking guys. It just looks like him. They all look- they all look the same and i'm i'm you know i'm glad at the very least it wasn't that i don't know what that poster is then i guess that's something there's no way that's nothing uh i can't wait for it to be nothing i maybe it'll be nothing that's the new the leader we'll never fucking see it uh <laughs> yeah well, i what, what do you think about the sword fight too that was a proper sword fight in the last episode we don't get a lot of that in these movies yeah there is not much sword fighting and i feel like it definitely made up for the lack of sword usage in black widow yeah exactly yeah I, I good point a lot. uh it was i think it was done very well um and it was it was kind of sad like, yeah no emotional stakes you care about those two uh yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed that. Okay, well, before we talk about the very end, because I think that's all that's really left, there's one moment that is... It's just, like, the one other thing that happens in the episode, seemingly, that isn't really connected to the whole Kang thing, and that's... uh, They go back to 2018, like the TVA does, to kind of alleviate everybody that they're real people and all that. Um, and they go back to the judge lady... It's weird that it's 2018. I was worried that th- they would get snapped or something. Like, there'd be a snap thing. Because that's such a specific year to go to. Like, I guess that's an apocalypse. Here it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I thought that was so strange. And, I mean, does it even matter that they did that? Because of how this... No, I don't, well, I don't think so. No, see, that's what was so weird. I don't know why that was included. Uh, yeah, I found that really 
a really bizarre choice to include that at all, especially setting it in that year, I thought was so weird, because it could have been from literally any point in time, and they chose, like, a very specific year where the worst thing ever happened. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, also, you know, in episode, even going back to episode two, it's cool to see the future of the MCU in the, the Roxxon, Rocks Corp or whatever building. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Roxanne will never really get to be characters in these movies, I guess. But you know, we'll say their name every every third thing we do. That's fine. Um, it was a big part of the Cloak and Dagger Freeform series, so that's awesome. <laughs> thing that I'm sure everyone has seen. Yeah, it's as good as Loki for sure. Uh, yeah, okay, and then we get to the shocking conclusion where Loki makes out with himself. Um, but even more shocking than that. Everybody, this is like the most effective cliffhanger in in this universe since um, since Infinity War, easily, because everybody is just in like the shittiest position, and it's the last couple minutes of the last episode of the season. Um, and I was shocked. You know, I kept checking the time, not because I was bored, because I wanted to know how they could possibly wrap stuff up, and uh, they don't. And I think it's brilliant, and it kind of blew my mind, honestly that they they really just they didn't give you the happy satisfaction fact uh happy satisfactory ending that you expected to get it was just very bleak um sylvie is like she's made this kind of horrible choice really they don't give you anything yeah like and it just ends like yeah even ending it's just over right and it ends with sylvie's regressed like she had made all this progress but then she was still just blinded by revenge the second it actually came down to it like she lost all of her care in a very good way she just lost everything she had learned in that moment which was very heartbreaking and then i think she was realizing that like after she killed them she's just like well fuck (laughs) yeah what do i do now exactly and that's exactly what loki was saying i really unsatisfied (laughs) yeah yeah, I think that's reflective of the audience after that also. Uh, you know, again, in a good way, everything I say, I'm saying about this is completely positive. Uh, and then Loki is trapped in this timeline where people just don't know who he is. He's out of time and Kang is ruling everything. Uh, or, you know, at least in charge of the TVA, like at the very least. So he's in the worst possible place he could be. Sylvie's in the worst possible place he could be. Mobius doesn't fucking know who he is, uh, and the bad guy is is in charge. I also really enjoyed the ba- the like Kang origin. I thought that was fun, uh, but but yeah, no, it's just it's like this huge Empire Strikes Back, and I hate to use the most obvious thing in the world, but it's that kind of cliffhanger where it's just oh shit, everything is as bad as it could be, and I can only speculate about what's gonna happen next. Yeah, it's. It was literally like, hey, things are real bad, aren't they? Yep. See, we have a release date for Loki season two, because fuck you. Yeah, exactly. It was a huge fuck you, and I really appreciate that kind of thing. It felt, now the MCU fans get, the MCU fans, they got Twin Peaks. They happened to them. (laughs) Where the ending of the series is the most frustrating. It's brilliant, but it's the most frustrating thing possible, and you just feel so empty and angry. But you're also so thrilled that that's what happened because the ending of the original series of Twin Peaks is so scary and sad, and it's just like 
you have a billion questions. And then they finally did season three and it was the best thing ever. But the ending of season three is even sadder and scarier than the ending of season two. Like it's, it's honestly like, it's that to the MCU. And that's all I could think about. And it, I thought that was so great that now you fuckers get to know how us art freaks feel. <laughs> it's great. Um, every Twin Peaks episode ever. Sorry, guys. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, one day no never um uh yeah no i i really um i was really impressed and here's what i thought i thought this was a brilliant piece of of meta marketing too because i didn't see the stamp at the end of the episode so when i talked to my uncle afterwards i was like i think this is what's happened i think this is the plan i think they've used our real world knowledge that there's only six episodes. So when we watch this, we'll all be like, oh, what the fuck? This is so unsatisfactory. We expected jet skis. We expected everybody to be happy. And that's just not what happened. And then next week, secret seventh episode and everything's resolved. Uh, And then imagine my surprise 30 minutes after theorizing that for 30 minutes, seeing that there was a post-credit scene that's season two. Um, I was so sure. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Uh, but it still is brilliant because they used our expectation that everything would be wrapped up in a nice little package uh, and and they just didn't give it to us. That's what's brilliant about this. They used the real world to fuck us over. I think that's so wonderful. Yeah, You're expecting like- resolution. There just isn't one. <laughs> I feel like literally whether it was how it actually ended or if it was like how you said and they like just secretly dropped a seventh episode next week, which that would be incredible. That would have been insane. I feel like either way, the ending, the way that this show ended is just brilliant. It doesn't even matter how it continues, even Mm -hmm. if it was, oh, you got to wait for like a movie to come out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, either way, yeah, it was super exciting. No, it was a fucking roller coaster last night having this theory. And then, like, I convinced him of the, uh, he was like, I don't think that's true. I convinced him of this theory. And then I unconvinced myself. And then I, and then I read season two and I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was honestly, um, it was, it was honestly, it was fucking fantastic. That was a roller coaster all of itself last night. But yeah, it's so satisfying and brilliant. And it's really reflective of how much of the show is brilliant. Because um, maybe some missteps towards the end, but as a whole, a great piece of MCU content. Uh, I'm so satisfied with this. I'm glad that I don't have to, you know, say, I, I, there's no asterisk. With WandaVision, there's a hundred asterisks when I say, when I talk about WandaVision, because it's like, oh yeah, you know, it starts great. And then it kind of just devolves into schlock. And Winter Winter Soldier, it takes a while to to get going, but then it's really great. Loki, I can just say, yeah, Loki's great. You should watch it. That's it. That's all there is to it. And I'm so happy about that. My only complaint with Loki is that Luke Skywalker didn't show up at the end. (laughs) <laughs> with R2-D2 and save the day from all the bad guys. The fact that Luke Skywalker didn't show up and cut Kang in half is the only problem with Loki season one. I'll say it. I'll go on the record and say it. But what aside from that, I know, I'm just so brave. Aside from that, fantastic, fantastic show. I'm so happy that it went the way it went and it, it was so weird and Loki kissed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Alien Covenant style. Yeah, it was, that was really great. Uh, Oh, you know what? Are you, have you played Bioshock Infinite or no? I I have. Okay, great. This is a weird final note to go out on. 
<laughs> Sorry, everybody. Sorry to bring up an eight-year-old game. You can leave if you want. This is this is gonna go nowhere after this. Uh, that's what I was thinking. You know, in Bioshock Infinite, spoilers again for an eight-year-old game. When he goes into the timeline where he started the revolution, and there's like posters of of Booker DeWitt everywhere, and everyone's treating him like this martyr or whatever. Um, that's kind of what I thought of at the end when he goes into that and he sees the Kang statue, just like going into a, an alternate timeline where there's like posters or, or statues of this bad person everywhere. Like that, I was thinking about Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> so just putting that out there, just want to make that little reference. <laughs> I, I like Bioshock Infinite, whatever. I know it's kind of dumb, but I like it. I think it's a solid game. Okay, well, do you have anything, any final notes, anything else to say? Or you said that now, I guess we can't get Throg in, um, in Thor 4. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, it, it very well could. Um, I guess that's true. <laughs> Voice of Chris <laughs> yeah, Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, I mean, all I can really say is this was an absolutely incredible show. And every time, or I guess with the exclusion of black widow because that was already an old <laughs> movie anyway uh every time there's like a new piece of the mcu that comes out um and especially by the end of this i'm just so excited to see where it's going next like mm-hmm. once once we start getting the constant stream of movies like we used to like every like three months or whatever um it just gets me very excited to see like where are they going with all this uh, and it's also kind of scary because there's some crazy shit happening. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, I'm just I'm so excited to see the future of the MCU, and also I'm very excited for the next show because it looks almost as crazy as this one, <laughs> if I'm totally honest. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, no, I'm look, I'm really looking forward to it, but it definitely won't have any impact on the greater universe, which isn't a problem. Um, oh no! Yeah, it it definitely just looks like a fun, just little like. We'll just give it to you because this is just a fun idea, uh, right? Because we can, because we're Disney, so we can just throw money at something and give it to you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I can't imagine it's gonna have much greater impact on the MCU unless maybe like the very last episode they reveal something, but I seriously doubt it. Is Agents of Shield canon now? Do we finally do it? Is it canon? <laughs> Is that it'll never be canon. Damn it. Is this going to end with certain things not being canon? Is this going to uh, Days of Future Past itself? Where they just are like, okay, uh, Iron Man 2 didn't happen. Thor Dark World didn't happen. Captain Marvel didn't happen. Which ones did you guys not like? Those ones didn't happen. <laughs> Could you imagine? Marvel's going to put out a poll. Oh, and Jesus. Just ask people what their favorite and least favorite MCU movies are. And then we're just going to take out the ones that everybody doesn't like. Rest in peace, Iron Man 3. I'll be, I'll still, I'm going to bat for you every day, but <laughs> people do not seem to be super fond of that movie. I think it's the best. Um, okay. Well, no, this is super fun. I don't know uh, whether or not we'll do an episode on What If. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's way in the future anyway. Um, well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if we can get anything out of that. Uh, we'll definitely have to see. I feel like uh, it, it is technically an MCU show, but considering it has no bearing on the greater MCU other than just using like a handful of scenarios, mm-hmm. we, we could probably skip it if we really didn't feel like doing an episode on it. Yeah, or, you know, we could 
uh we could just add it to another because we did like batman returns we also talk about mask of the phantasm we could do something like that whatever we're talking about that week we could also talk about what if maybe um but yeah no uh, i'm super excited and i guess shang chi is the next uh big thing then right next big live action thing anyway uh yeah I think is that before so. ms marvel i think i'm pretty sure it is i think miss marvel is maybe in october i'm not i think so too but I think Shang-Chi is the next thing, and then probably Miss Marvel, and then... Yeah. then Eternals, yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and then uh, Hawkeye or Spider-Man or one of them? I think Hawkeye is supposed to be this year. Yeah, Hawkeye is, like, the very end of the year, I think. Um, Hawkeye... Does Hawkeye not have a release date yet? I don't know. Look... I know that this is this is riveting podcasting. Yeah, my bad. I'm just gonna look up the the Miss Marvel release date real quick. Okay. Uh. Well, you can. F- I'll just say then you can find us on Instagram at Marvel Movie Pod. You can email us at marvelmoviepod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Um. And uh, we're not gonna have an episode for at least a week, but we've spoiled you with plenty of content recently, so you'll be fine. Um. <laughs> yeah yeah and then when we get back we'll be talking about batman begins on our dc show and then we'll be talking about infinity war uh so that'll be fucking crazy i'm so excited to see infinity war again oh yeah it's 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 the best did you find it or no um no i neither of them have release dates okay well Marvel we'll play it by year then i guess 2021 and i think hawkeye does too but it just says 2021 so they're coming out eventually this yep. year at some well we'll talk about them when they do that's for sure what if didn't even get a release date until i think like a week ago so that's true yeah i guess we'll wait until what if ends because they released a trailer with a release date in well, it. well so i i'm loving this i'm loving this era of like scarce information like we're not getting a billion trailers it, it doesn't feel like anymore you know everything yeah, isn't revealed there's so many like pieces of like media like whether it's like movies or games or whatever that like everything gets like trailers like every month and it's just like there's no secrets anymore mm-hmm. but i love like not knowing when something's gonna come out or yeah. like with spider-man we literally <laughs> don't know anything about that movie and it's like five or six months away or no no it's four it's uh about to be five months, months away Oh no, yeah. it's the middle of July. So yeah, it's like it's like four and a half months away. Yeah, no, yeah. Really nothing except for the title. Right, and and, and what Alfred Molina's told us, and we've seen toys, I guess. Yeah. But, but I don't... feel like those toy leaks were intentional because they're like, give them something because we might just never give them a trailer. <laughs> I don't I... think you can do a trailer. I th- I think the internet would explode if you did a trailer. I think it's too much, honestly, because it's gonna be like it's this mythic thing at this point where no one will be satisfied. Franny, why are you not? Why are you not on social media? Um, I'm not on social media, uh, because the TVA does not allow phones. <laughs> Is that true? They don't allow magic, but Loki's not a frost giant. <laughs> That's what are people magic, are saying. Yeah, phones are, phones are. Okay, why did that guy have a bunch of fucking Infinity Stones in his drawer? Um, what happened to Casey? We never saw that character again um he is dead (laughs) okay thanks for i'm glad you have all the answers 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, let's... Oh, you have something to say? Or am I, am I cutting you off? No, no, go ahead. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, it's super fun. I am... Uh, 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 Oh geez. Okay. Well, look, we're taking a much a much needed break after this has been a big week for for all Marvel fans, I guess. Um, we had a movie, a lackluster film, sandwiched between two episodes of of uh, pretty solid content, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Well, I already said all the stuff, so bye. Uh, here's that clip of Michael Fassbender talking about fingering himself or whatever. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated. <laughs> oh, Franny, you actually did it. I did. I got my first dose, and I'm getting my second one in August. Fucking champ. That's legend behavior. Okay. You guys vaccinated if you haven't already. How was it, Franny? Um, my arm really hurt this morning, but it's like fine now, and that's about the extent that I've had so far. Okay. Yeah. God. They see. They say the second one is worse, but the first one was so much worse for me. So. Maybe it depends. I felt anything, uh, and I've I've heard a lot that the second one is worse. So I guess we'll see. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know why it's different for different people, but yeah. I mean, I think I missed school for both of them, uh, but I think the second one I just used it more as an excuse to not go to school. Anyway, bye. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Bye. Watch me. I'll do the fingering.